Welcome everybody to podcast number 19. Oh my gosh! Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. We're back, baby, and let's go. Thursday drop of a podcast. Absolutely love it. And here we are, folks. And today it is just Pastor Aaron and myself. That's right. And just us. Yeah, it's just us. Middle of the work day, recording a podcast. Um, sometimes it's just better to just do it ourselves. <laughs> and your your wife was at lunch today. She was at lunch today. And I really like it when Dana comes in for lunch. Yeah, me too. I really like it when my wife comes in for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we got to talk about something here. Okay. Because I'm trying to get the two of you to join the gym. That's right. You are. And so I'm here to let everybody else know this, that we're trying to get Aaron and Dana to join the gym. Yep. And they're, they're reluctant. <laughs> they are reluctant. I've gotten a lot of excuses. I have. Okay, so here's. I've gotten a lot of reasons why you, they can't go to the gym. I have no reasons why I can't go to the gym. Um, I feel like it's just a different vibe at the gym. I've grown up working, like working out outside. You know, me and my brother built a gym at my parents' house. I'm uh, curious about what that looked like. And then when we moved, uh, I was able to set up a much smaller scale uh, gym in my aunt's barn when we were renting. Mm-hmm. Um, the gym at my parents' house was much better. I imagine like the movie Rocky where <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is like working out in that barn and like the mountains. In, in Rocky of, Four. What? <laughs> In Russia, is it is that Rocky Four? It's Rocky Four. He's in yeah. Russia. He's in the mountains of Russia, working out. He's bench pressing logs and <laughs> forging. That forge. that may or may not have been the inspiration for our gym. And uh, <laughs> really, and so yeah, we had climbing the side of a snowy mountain. Well, we didn't have uh, snowy mountains in Fenton, Michigan. Nope. Um, but what we would do, we had some big, like eight foot oak logs that we would curl, that we do chest press with. Uh, we had a pull up bar, uh, between two trees. We had some pulleys set up with buckets full of concrete, uh, for different weights and stuff for arm workouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a spot for, uh, doing like pushups and sit-ups and some other weights. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. Um, and then we had a, our block at my parents' house. It was about a four mile loop. Uh, around the block. Yeah. And so then uh, we would do, and it's really hilly, uh, all those those back roads, once you get on those dirt back roads. I know what roads you're talking uh, about. Like Bone Road, Tipsicle Lake Road, like they're really hilly they roads. Hilly. And so we'd uh, I'd ride my bike a loop around, mm-hmm. um, do about four miles on my bike uh, after just kind of my cool down on my workout. Mm-hmm. So I would, would do that and then we moved to my aunt's house and kind of shifted. I'm like, I don't know. It was so weird just being able to go home and work out for free. I'm like, this is just going to be a transition. I'm not totally against it because mm-hmm. um, our new house, there's no place to build a gym. Yep. Um, and so I'm, I'm leaning that way. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to go to the gym now because <laughs> there's no spot to build one. There's at no my spot new house. to build one. Um, and man, you know, I'm trying to <laughs> get a, a workout partner back. Um, but it's been difficult, folks. It's been so hard. 
And Guys, the struggle is real. Yes, for the struggle is real here. over here. I mean, if I have to continue to go to the gym by myself, I got, I got no problems with that at all. But I've gotten to the point now where I'm trying to guilt and shame you into joining <laughs> the gym. <laughs> this is true. It first started off with a classic, hey, you ever thought about joining the gym with me? And it, oh, it's exciting and fun. And I'm trying to paint this picture of positivity. <laughs> and that didn't work. So now I'm just going for guilt and shame. Yeah. We'll see how that works. It's okay if it doesn't work. But and, and you know what the funny thing was? What's the funny thing? I was on social media the other day and um, this one like exercise guru guy, he's like in shape and all these muscles. And he quickly went through like 10 exercises that make no sense and add like add nothing to your muscle building process. Yeah. So one of them in particular he showed was that he sat down and put his hands up on the pull up bar. Yeah. And he pulled it down behind his head. Yeah. And he just looked at the camera and said, makes no sense to go behind your head. Adds nothing. (laughs) Like just come down forward, <laughs> yeah. Your chin, come down to your chest, and then he showed like nine other little like exercises like that that add no value to you. Don't do that, and that then the very next day, this is so random. I was writing a message in my office, yeah, and I remembered. Oh, I remember this quote by Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, and I was like, it's gonna go perfect with my message and this story he he says in this quote. I was like, oh, I'm gonna find this story. So I start, I type in on YouTube like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, uh, slogans for life or something like that. Yeah. And I end up there, there he's going through this like mo- like monologue, but while he's giving this monologue, all this footage of him working out is happening. And yeah. He is doing the exercises that this guru <laughs> said you don't need to do. <laughs> and I thought to myself, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the youngest ever Mr. Universe. Uh-huh. And he built a body of sculpture, like, like perfect body. Uh-huh. And he's doing the exercises that this quote unquote workout guru claims you don't need to do. You don't need to do those. Who am I going to believe? Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's yeah. That's who you're going to believe. So I was like, this is interesting. <laughs> like w- things are colliding here. I'm like, and so what am I trying to say to say all that? Sometimes people give you advice and you know what? You just go, that's dumb. <laughs> like <laughs> that's bad advice. That's just, why would I like? It's people. People really don't know what they're talking about. Oh yeah, I remember getting some advice from somebody. Um, a couple things stick out in my mind. One was some financial advice that I was given from somebody who was broke, um, <laughs> um, or they were very, they, very much in debt. They know how to do it, but they've never done it. Um, and so Classic. they're like, you just need to. Uh, they're like, you just need to take out all these lines of credit. Whoa, no. And like, just put everything on credit and then pay off your credit with a credit card. No. And, and that's how they live their life. I'm like, you don't have any actual like money. He doesn't own anything. You don't own anything. Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not taking advice. I'm not taking that advice anyway. Oh my goodness. And then uh, I also remember uh, right before me and my wife got married, getting some relationship advice from um, somebody who was just most recently divorced. <laughs> pretty close. Oh, yeah. no. I just guessed it. Are you serious? Dead serious. No. And I'm like, great. Thank you so much. Hopefully their advice was something like, don't do what I did. 
some of it, some of it was like, don't do what I did. And then there was um, one thing where they were like, yeah, you make sure that you do this. And I was like, okay. But it didn't work for them. But right. It's, I, w- I didn't say that right to their of face. Of course not. Yeah. But I was thinking it for sure. Oh, no. Man. So, yeah, I've been, I've been giving some advice like that. Oh, my gosh. Well, that kind of leads us right well into our topic today. All right. I which like it. What we want to talk about today is, um, I guess you could say, like, how to win life's greatest battles. Oh, I love this. And it doesn't really matter specifically the battle in front of you. All of us are facing a different battle. Yeah. All of us. Uh, because we're different personalities and we got different upbringings and different things in front of us. So how do we then teach you how to win your battle when our battle is different and your battle is different and we don't know specifics about your battle, but there is wonderful advice that we could give you today that I would say that these, 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 these five tips or five, what would you call them? Tips or five uh things i hate yeah. that word things but <laughs> it's always difficult to come up with like what do you call it the five strategies yeah five strategies that's a good one five strategies to win life's greatest battles yeah and number one go ahead pastor aaron give us number one number one is uh strive to master that's right and I was thinking about this. I recently preached a message here at Ignited about the, the fundamentals of Christianity and why they're important. It's going to be mental. And uh, <laughs> because you're mental if you're not having fun. Um, <laughs> but the word fun is right there. there. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Um, <laughs> uh, office reference, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, but so I was, I was preaching this message and I was looking up uh, stories about like great athletes and coaches who taught the fundamentals. And obviously one of those great stories is about the coach Vince Lombardi, who went into his, his team, the Green Bay Packers, went into training camp and they had just recently lost, you know, the NFL championship, what we now call the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. Like it was a super close game and he went into training camp and he had his team do exactly this. They strived to master the things that everyone else just took for granted. Hmm. You know, this is how you run a route. Hmm. This is how you tackle somebody. Yeah, they're like, hello, I already know how to do all this. Right, this is how you catch a football. Mm-hmm. And, and his team like, was like, his players were at first like, uh, coach, yeah. you know, we, we know this. <laughs> we're professional NFL football players. Um, but he had them master those things that everyone else just kind of did and took for granted. And the results were the next year they won that national championship uh, 37 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that kind of is a good picture of what this point is is pointing to, I guess. I was listening to this, to this I'll end with this. I'm going to the next point, but I was listening to an interview with Elon Musk. Okay. And uh, so if, if you don't know who Elon Musk is, he's the guy who created and runs Tesla, just for the reference. And he does a lot of <laughs> other stuff too. But yeah. Um, he had said something in this interview that I was like, whoa, that's crazy to think about. He just said, there's absolutely no excuse out there not to master anything these days mm, because wow. your educate education is free now. Yep. That the, the ability to Google search or YouTube, how to do something is at our fingertips. So there's absolutely no reason not to learn something new and then somehow eventually master that task. Yeah. And when he said that, I was like, yeah, he's totally right. Like, yep. there are no more excuses. 
And it's and and so the 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 encouragement or the motivating sentence that I want to give everybody out there today is strive to master the task in front of you mm. as best you can. I like it. What is your job? What is your responsibility in life right now? Yeah. Master that. Are you are you a student? Strive for straight A's. Yep. Are you a an employee at a job? Strive to become the best at what you do. Yep. I'll, I'd heard another story too, and it was it was a podcast I was listening to, and there was this very famous rapper. Okay. On the podcast, very wealthy guy, and he had said that he hired a pool boy. Okay. And he came home from the after a long day, and this pool boy. Not only clean the pool, but the pool boy uh, pulled out all the weeds in his garden, organized his shed. Wow. Yep. And did other things around that courtyard area. And the rapper came home and he was blown away yeah. at the effort that this young pool boy gave. And he hired him full time to be the guru of, of his property. <laughs> yeah. Hired him full time. So I love this that. this this pool boy went above and beyond. He mastered his day. Yeah. And he got rewarded for it. I love it. And it's so that's what we need to do. Number two, you don't just strive to master what you're doing, but I like this next point. We strive to win. Strive to win. We're, we're, we don't want to, um, we don't want to lose. No way. We want to, we want to win. Absolutely. And so we got to strive to win. So once you've mastered what you're doing, then I would encourage you to win. Now that's, a, it's a little different. It is different. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, let's just say this. Let's just say, uh, your name, let's just pick a random name off the top of my head. Preston. <laughs> And a random job, he works at a movie theater. <laughs> it's just a made-up person right now. Right. Uh, let's just say he's he, is stri- he has mastered making pizzas and popcorn and nachos and handing people <laughs> pop, soda yeah. pop. Well, then, what's how do you win then? How about, how about this? How about you begin to develop amazing communication skills with your other employees? Yep. How about you... How about you master respect for your boss? Oh yeah. How, how about that? How would that enable you to win as you work? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So there's there's different things you do to to win rather than just mastering a task that's in front right. of you. Cuz cuz many people are almost every single person alive can master a task, yep. but not everybody knows how to win at the end of the day. That's very true. There's a slight difference. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, a job that I had um, working at a, a local tree farm around here. And it was funny because my boss had constant turnover of employees um, because they would get really good at doing one task, um, but they, they couldn't figure out how to schedule their day. You know, a lot of times what we'd be doing was working with customers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they might be really good at, you know, running an irrigation line, but when it came with to interacting with a customer and being friendly and having respect for everybody, it just wasn't there. They didn't have this attitude of, I'm not only going to learn how to do the task that's in front of me, mm-hmm. uh, but actually add value to the company and master this job. Yep. And it, they ended up leaving after a week or two because they couldn't learn to progress past just the task in front of them, even though, even if they were hard workers. Yeah. And 
the the I think the important thing is is that I've I've heard this too. Like work the job as if Jesus is your is your employer. Oh yeah. Or treat the people in you, around you as if they're Jesus. You would treat them as as you know you're working for Jesus or working with Jesus or whatever the case may be, right? Yeah. Um, and if you have that attitude going into your your schoolwork, your your job, um, as a husband and wife or a parent, oh man, you're gonna you're gonna strive way beyond. Uh, way beyond um, just simply doing a task. And you're going to eventually get to the point where you're going to realize, okay, there's more than just a task in front of me here. There's other things to do to win. Yep. So when I was in school, I did extracurricular activities. Okay. And many students do this. They yep. build up the resume. They, they they do these things. So when they send in applications to a, to a college, they don't just put on their the grades, but they put on there things like they were a president of a club or they were captain of their football team. And people understand that in order to win, you got to go above and beyond yep. what's expect, what's just simply expected of you. People are going to expect you to master something, but then they are also looking to see if you're going to go the extra mile. Yeah, that's right. Are you going to go that extra mile? Mm-hmm. All like right. It. Number three, take responsibility for your effort. This is a good one. This is a good one. Because I think sometimes when people hear the word take responsibility, they immediately think of take responsibility for a bad action, which is part of what that means, I think, Pastor Luke, that if you make a mistake, you own up to it. I'm sorry. Um, I messed up. Yeah. You know, I even came into, into lunch today and was like, guys, I made a mistake. Oh, um, yeah. I remember that. And That uh, was just today. I remember that. <laughs> you got a great memory. <laughs> Winning, um, but uh, I think you can also. It also means you can take responsibility for when something goes right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that sometimes we're like, "Oh man, I got. I just got to be humble, and I'm just. I'm just going to defer all of the credit to somebody else." Mm-hmm. Um, which I think there's obviously <laughs> you shouldn't be full of pride. The Bible talks a lot about how the you know, the haughtier the ones who are going to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, there's a way to to be humble, but still. Uh, Take responsibility for a good effort. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this really funny video just this morning. Okay. And it was this guy. He was staying like really close to the camera. And he's like, he, he goes, I know you guys, everybody out there is, feels like, feels like crap. <laughs> you know, I know you feel, I know you're depressed and you're, you're, you're tired. He's like, and you know what? I know you stop eating red meat. And you're, at first you're <laughs> like, that's going to solve the problem. He's like, <laughs> he goes, stop eating red meat. I know you think that it's, it's, it's the show. It, I know you think it's the shows you're watching and it's the entertainment you give yourself and it's all the sugars and all the processed foods that you're eating that are making you feel tired and depressed and anxious. And, and I know it's your lack of, of, <laughs> of, you know, I know you think it's your lack of getting up and moving around that's making you feel tired, but people come on, it's red meat. And the video ends, and you realize he's just sarcastic and mocking everybody. Uh huh. And he's because he's a he's like an exercise guru, and okay. he's he's you could tell he's tired of telling people the same stuff all the time. Yeah. He's take responsibility for your effort. And he actually says that again. He's like everybody wants to blame everything on everything else and what the actual reason you feel like that is. Oh yeah. You know. You eat processed foods all day. <laughs> you You're are. gonna feel like junk, man. Yep. No, I think that that's 
That's so true. I got to show you this video. It's hilarious. I, I'm excited to to see it. This was um, a, a this is a true story. Uh, I'm not going to share all the details because I'm not supposed to, uh, I think, because of confidentiality stuff. But anyway, this is a 100% true story. There was somebody, they were in a, uh, like a support group for people who have had eating issues. Okay. And um, most of the people there had, were, were very, very, very overweight, had a huge problem with eating too much. And um, one of the people who is very overweight started sharing um, that they consume um, usually about at least a two liter of Mountain Dew every single day. Whoa. Just then. And, <laughs> and I was like, that, that is an issue. Yeah. And they're like, I just can't figure out why. Why I just am I just am overweight? Can't figure out why. I can't figure out why I have a sugar crash at the end of the day. Yeah. Why I've got no energy? <laughs> why I feel like junk? And I was like, bro, you literally just told us. Yeah. That you're drinking a two liter of Mountain Dew every single day. Every single day. That uh, there's an issue right there. Yeah. That might be the cause. Yeah. But they just won't take responsibility for for their lack of effort. Oh man, and it's so important that we take responsibility for our life and stop blaming other people, blaming society. Yep. Um, if if you're depressed and all you're doing all day is just watching social media, watching the news. Um, getting, getting your hoping that somebody else can cheer you up. <laughs> it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. You're never going to get happy. No, it's you... time to turn it off. It's time to focus on the word of God, get into church, get new friends. If you've got to, yeah, get, get into the gym. If you got to join a small group, uh, whatever you got to do, take responsibility and start make changes today. Yeah, you gotta take responsibility. You gotta be the one who's gonna be like, oh, I gotta make some changes, mm-hmm. and then and then actually make those changes. No, if if you wanna if you wanna win, if you wanna tackle these greatest battles in life, mm-hmm. you have to take responsibility. You cannot just blame blame society, blame the culture, blame blame your parents, blame the school. Bl- I mean, you can you can play the blame game all day long, all day long. But if if you don't if you don't just own it and take responsibility for what's going on, mm-hmm. you're gonna be stuck in that cycle. Yeah, you are. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, number four on how to win life's greatest battles. Never quit. That's right. Never quit. Uh, that's right. I love, there's a story in the Bible, Pastor Look, It's really quick, but it is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Of It's one of David's mighty men. I believe his name is, is Ben-Niah. And he yeah. chases a lion into a snowy pit mm-hmm. and kills it. Yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> I've always, I don't know what it is about that story, but I'm like, first of all, why was he chasing a lion? Mm -hmm. Like who chases a lion? It's usually the other way around. You're running from the lion. The lion's chasing you. Mm -hmm. But no, this guy chases a lion. And then when the lion goes down into a pit, he doesn't stop there and think, oh no, I chased it far enough. He's, he won't bother me anymore. Instead, he goes down into the pit with the lion Mm -hmm. and kills it. I bet the village was happy, man, <laughs> to get that lion out of there. Oh, I'm sure they were. And I think it's a great story of somebody who didn't give up. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'll be honest, if, if I seen a lion and I just had, you know, a club, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, 
the lion's going to get the sheep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to take on this lion, but this guy doesn't, not only does he step up to, to fight the lion, he chases it down. Mm-hmm. And then when he chases it into a pit, he doesn't stop at the end of the pit, but he goes down into the pit with it and kills it. And I think that's the mentality that as Christians, we need to have. I am never going to give up. There's a true story of a, a big Hollywood production movie being made in Hawaii. Yeah. And, they there was a scene where they needed a a bunch of gorillas. Oh yeah, and they were in Hawaii filming it, and then they came up to this scene and they realized they needed gorillas, and so they started calling all the local zoos, and they found out there's no gorillas in Hawaii. No gorillas. There's in not Hawaii. a single gorilla in Hawaii, and they had to stop production on this scene, and they sat down with the entire company of workers, and they said. We need gorillas in Hawaii. Yep. And it happened to be that an intern, an unpaid intern, made a phone call to Michael Jackson's, like, like residence. Yeah. And was able to convince the property manager of Michael Jackson's residence to fly his gorillas to Hawaii so they get this film Done. They get this scene filmed. Yeah. An intern did this. And apparently, as the story goes, that this intern was rewarded with a title and a paycheck and a job. Yeah. Because that director was so happy. And I'm sure this director thought that his gurus, his high pay production team would be able to get this done. But it ended up being an unpaid intern that got the job done. Yeah. Never quit. Yeah, they had that attitude. I will never quit. I'm going to figure out how in the world do I get gorillas in Hawaii. Somehow they figured out to call Michael Jackson. <laughs> I don't know if you know how that happens. I don't know either. It doesn't make any sense, but he made it happen. He did it. Oh my goodness. It's an amazing story. Last one here on how to win life's greatest battles. Remember who is cheering for you. That's a good one. God wants you to win. God does want you to win. He wants you to win. He didn't put. He didn't create you on purpose, with a purpose, for you to go out there and just simply give up, uh, strive to be nothing with your life. That is so, what a waste. Yeah. What a waste. There's a God above cheering you on. Don't waste your life. Yeah, I love this point. And I think that, Pastor Luke, I think sometimes, especially with teenagers, this point can be, um, we, we realize this in certain arenas of our life, mm-hmm. but not in other arenas. And so I just want to speak specifically maybe to the teenagers who listen to our podcast that this does not simply apply to like church things, that this applies to your work. This applies to your schooling. This applies to your family life. Mm-hmm. Like God is true. He wants you to succeed in all of those areas. Mm-hmm. Man, Pastor Luke, how many restaurants have we been to recently where they're like, yeah, we can't open on Mondays for lunch because that's when we go out to lunch. We like to go to lunch on Mondays. And they're like, oh, we can't open for lunch on Monday. We don't have enough workers. Yeah. Or nobody's, no, we don't have, can't find anybody who's willing to work. Mm-hmm. Well, if you realize that I'm working for my boss, yes, but I also... Literally, the God up in heaven is cheering me on as I'm down here. Yep. It'll put a work ethic on the inside of you. It will. And so, or when you're doing your, when you're doing homework late at night, you got a big project that you procrastinated on. And then, you know, you realize, oh no, I need to do this project. Yeah. Who's cheering you on? Are you doing it just for your teacher or are you doing it to 
to the glory of God who's up in heaven watching. He's cheering you on. And so mm-hmm. I just wanted to encourage you guys with that. It's it's every arena of your life. God is cheering you on. And the Bible says that at the end of our life, when we cross over into heaven, that God, we want God to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah, come on. He, how, he's only going to be able to say, well done, if he did something <laughs> good enough to say, well done. Right. And then faithful. Yeah. Ooh, that's faithful. good. Faithful servant. Come on. You, you, you stuck with it. You mastered something. You want. You win. You took responsibility for your effort. You never quit, and you did it all to the glory of God. Come on, somebody. I mean, that would be somebody who God would say, "Well done, good and faithful servant." That's right. And it's clear that we all have different talents, and that some people have one talent, and some people have two and three and four and five talents. But yeah. it doesn't. It, the, the 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 point of that talent story in the Bible is not that he's comparing people but that he wants all of us, no matter how many talents we have, to do good with what we've been giving. Yeah. Given in this life, That's whether right. it's small or, or large, it doesn't matter. Whether it's big, if you have a ton of talent or if you have small talent. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Do something with your life. Do something with it. Strive for greatness. S- strive to win. Yeah. Take responsibility. Never quit. I hope this was a motivating podcast. It, it got me fired up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Let's tackle the rest of this day. Let's hit the gym, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we got dinner plans tonight. Oh, just another excuse. <laughs> you got dinner plans tonight? Yeah, with you. Yeah, you do. You do have dinner <laughs> plans with me. <laughs> well, let's eat a salad and then hit the gym. <laughs> let's do laps in the pool after the... La- okay, I can get behind that. We're supposed to go swimming, but it's not very warm out. <laughs> no, it's a little chillier today than it has been. Yeah, I'm bringing my swimsuit anyway. I'm bringing I'm, it. I'm doing it. I've I've jumped in some freezing cold water before. I don't like cold water. I'll I, jump in the cold water. I'll I jump out and then I'll jump in and then I'll come out. I did a long lake swim in the winter time, and I oh. almost died of hypothermia after that. That's terrible. I one time fell in a lake um, that was frozen over. There was a thin spot of the ice, and I Sheesh. went right in about up to my up to my chest. Yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah, this. So, and then <laughs> I was I hated that I got out of that cold water, and honestly, at, after that, I've jumped in cold water a few times after that too, and it gives me an anxiety like no other. Now I get right back to that like <laughs> night where I was like dying. Gives you the heebie-jeebies. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Mm. So why are we talking about this? Well, it's we're oh we're, we're going swimming tonight, going, or we're supposed to go swimming tonight. Yeah. So we can't go to the gym. It's true. Sad. All right. All right, everybody. (laughs) We'll try again tomorrow. We'll try to go to the gym tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow, I'm cutting wood all day tomorrow. always a reason. There's always... Cutting wood's going to the gym, man. Well, I will say that. That is going to be a tremendous workout for you to (laughs) cut wood all day. I mean, all day cutting wood? Yeah, I'm cutting wood all day, running, chainsaw, hand splitting. I just found out, too, the splitter, the gas hydraulic splitter isn't working, so I... Going to hand split it all with a 20-pound maul. You're going to be working harder than me. <laughs> You're going to be putting in 99% more effort tomorrow than the uh, most of America. <laughs> so I'm, well, I'm not going to the gym tomorrow, but I'm doing that instead. <laughs> You're doing good things, my boy. You're doing good things. Keep it up. Oh, it's been great to be with you, partyheads. Oh, we love you guys. We'll see you back right here on the next one. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.